Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. Thank you for joining us for this message in the sharing of God's Word. This is where we study, learn, and abide in our personal journeys along our daily walks with Christ. And if there is one thing that I know for sure, that is, there is our way and there is God's way. Father God, we thank you for this time of fellowship, of coming together, of like-mindedness to study, learn, um, to encourage others, to, to uplift, to help us to live lives that are pleasing in your sight, fulfilling, rewarding, and as you designed them to be, to help us to navigate life's storms as there will be, and to emerge on the other side of those challenges victorious with your strength through your love, provision, discernment, and direction. That is what this is all about. Period end of sentence. God, I pray that you use your errand boy, your vessel to deliver your message, your word to your people, that it may uplift and encourage them and help them along their daily journeys as they seek to live a life again that is pleasing in your sight. As we ask and pray in your precious son, Jesus name, amen and amen. Uh, today, I, I want to talk uh, about feeling lonely and abandoned, even deserted. Uh, one of the ironies in this life is we can be surrounded uh, by people and can still feel all alone, uh, deserted and, and isolated. Even with the estimated 8 billion people roaming this planet, um, you would think that it would be absurd uh, that someone could feel alone. Um, well, that's at least if you've never been there. There are times in our lives when, yes, we crave quiet, uh, being by ourselves and in solitude. In, in contrast, there are times when this can be particularly challenging for us. So today's passages speak to such a time as that to, to, to encourage. It's taken from the book of Joshua, just after Moses' death, where Joshua is installed as the leader of God's people. And for context here, in this setting, he is put in command over the very armies that had conquered the land and given instruction and commands to take over and lead, lead God's people into the promised land. So I'm going to read from the NIV version, um, Joshua chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, Joshua chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, and verse 5 reads, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to the ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right 
or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. In verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So that brings us to the title and topic for today is you are never alone. You are never alone. Know this. Embrace that. Believe that. We can take away from this instruction that tough times need not be so painful or dire. This passage of scripture is for those times when we are facing the seemingly impossible and would treasure even the slightest form uh, or, or gesture of, of assistance, if only to delay the onslaught of what we're dealing with. In the often dark and isolated place, void of hope, overflowing with despair, when things are going well, we, we seem to easily process and navigate uh, speed bumps as the minor inconveniences that they are. But what about when it seems to be and, and feel like one thing after another? The, the hits we take in rapid succession send us spiraling downward into a tailspin. The, the result is us smacking into the rock bottom hard. Take heart. We need not face our assigned Goliaths all by ourselves or in our own strength. Be strong. Easier said than done you might be saying, even a bit perturbed by that comment. I'm tired, you might say, or why do I always have to be strong or be the strong one? What about those people over there? Why not them? Uh, why, why, why do I have it why, why, to, to, to be the one to, to go through this, and why do they have it so, so easy uh, by appearance, and so on and so on, and we say these things. You might even say, I'm not that strong. I'm, I'm not as strong as you think I am. So please stop with that already. I hear you. Let's first examine and, and further define the word strong as used in Scripture. Besides the obvious, a few of the definitions are repair, hold, strengthened, grow, firm, and bind. Now, if we look a bit closer uh, at these in a more granular, through the biblical lens, if we repair our relationship with Christ, we stand to gain the favor, protection, power, mercy, and grace of the Trinity. If we hold on to our faith, it will provide us with hope to know we are more than conquerors. 
And now that we have been strengthened, we are well poised to experience defeating our adversary, emerging victorious from every battle and imp we may ever face. And with that experience, we grow as believers and children of the Most High God, our protector and provider. This, in turn, enables us to stand firm in knowing that we know that we know that we know that our God will never let us down. In fact, he has already won the battle to bind the plans, schemes, shenanigans, and warfare of the enemy, winning in our favor. Now, with that perspective, that definition of strength and that understanding, presumably new knowledge, let's reread that passage of Scripture from the Amplified Bible. Joshua 1 and 6 in the Amplified says, Be strong, confident. Be strong, confident, and of good courage, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. So this strong is the combination of those definitions of the word strong, which gives should give us confidence and courage, because we're not operating in our own strength. That's the simplest way to say that. That strength, yes, comes from within, but it's from the Holy Spirit and its connection to God. That is an indomitable strength that no one, no one can defeat. So if it's not already become apparent to you, be strong here is about being careful to obey God's commands. Be strong in your belief faith, and trust that the omnipotent creator, God, will fight your battle on your behalf with favorable outcomes every time. Favorable as in, in your best interest. And, and understand here, in these commands, God loved us first. There isn't a human being on the face of this planet that was here before God loved us, before God made sacrifice his only begotten son. And the, the point with that, which is an entirely different message, but it, it bears uh, addressing here, the point of that is he loves us, and in that receiving, we then should be loving, giving, being kind, caring of the overflow and so in obeying the commands, what we are essentially doing is taking the love that he has given us and sharing it, the command. That's the design. So if you, if you can imagine somebody gave you a billion dollars and they want you to help others, they're not saying give from your nine to five job, <laughs> from what you've created here. Here's more than you could ever spend. Share. Another message. Let's get back to this. Fear not. Do not be afraid. Fear is an emotion, a feeling. Suffice to say, it is not faith. This type of fear, as we've discussed, is not a spirit from God or the Holy Spirit. Reverence, respect, 
admiration and worship are biblical fear, but not the type of fear that is being referred to in these verses, the type of fear that can be at best be described as dread, anxiety, distress, misfortune, or horror. That's the type of fear that's being described in these verses. Fear not. Do not dread. Do not create. You know that feeling that is evoked from those dastardly images in our minds conjured up for no good reason. Again, in verse 9, the ninth verse in the chapter of Joshua 1, mid-verse, it says, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The Amplified says, be not afraid, neither dismayed. God not only instructs and inspects, expects us to shun fear, but he also commands us to do so, because that fear is going to get in the way of the love that he has given you that you were supposed to be giving the overflow of. There's a reason for that. He wants us to trust him, believe in his word, and know that he will fulfill his promises to us. Does that mean we get everything we ask for? when we want it, how we want it, and where? No. No more so than it means we should leave our minds at home on the shelf collecting dust, foregoing any discernment and wisdom he has provided and putting ourselves in harm's way. So it is not to say go stand in the middle of the freeway, fear not, in front of a semi-truck. That's no it's the, it's the imaginations, it's the things we conjure up in our minds, the falsehoods, the spirit of fear from the enemy that's trying to entice and then oppress, and in that oppression, it stops us from giving in that overflow. That is not uh, what this is uh, to, to say, what it, what it is saying here is in your walk with Christ, as a believer, a, a Christian, a member of the body of Christ, expect to be delivered from any and all adversity you may face. That worry is not a virtue. You, you, you're not better. You're not more of a Christian because you worry. If being a Christian is giving of the gift that you've been given, and in the overflow, worrying circumvents that, you could deduce being less than, but again, another message. Moreover, it's an insult to the omnipotent, omnipresent, and, you know, I struggled with this word last time, (laughs) omniscient God. That is to say, a God who is all-powerful, above every being and force, always present, everywhere, and all-knowing. So much so that he knows exactly what you need, even before you ask. He also knows what is best for you and will fulfill his promises to meet our needs. This in no way implies wants, needs, needs to fulfill his purpose in our lives. 
how can we doubt the creator of the heavens and the earth, the designer of our bodies that in and of themselves contain, uh, it's estimated around 30 trillion cells that regenerate every seven years. I could go on, but I believe you you get the idea, I, ideal here. So uh, anyway, fear not. Okay? Mm, great. No, there will be trouble, but God is with you. I have yet to find anywhere in the Bible where it reads, we will live without challenge or adversity. You know as well that it is the exact opposite. The degree of challenge heightens when we commit our lives to Christ, vowing to live as God would have us to live. So we know at times we will face face challenges that cause our flesh to shrink, hearts to stop, and, and bodies to break into a cold sweat, at, at least momentarily. But know that regardless of whatever may come our way, we are not, have not, nor ever will be alone in fighting our battles. This brings me to possibly the most crucial part of that verse. So if you look back on Joshua, the ninth verse, Joshua in the first chapter, the ninth verse, the last part of that says, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever we go. We have the creator of everything under, above, and around the sun on speed dial at all times. We don't even need to press the button. If we find ourselves unable to speak, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us will plead on our behalf. So then when we are on the path, God is with us. When we fall off the path, God is with us. When the path runs us over, God is with us. And when there is no path, God is still with us. And even when it is evident that the path ends, God is ever more with us. And if God is with us, for us, who dare try and stand and be against us. Try as they may, they will not ever win a battle that has already been fought on our behalf and won for us throughout all eternity. Know this, fear is not your friend, it is your enemy. Courage is homegrown in the temple we have been given. It's an inside job. Belief, faith, and trust are acts of worship. Your strength, your strength is finite. God's strength is infinite. You will face opposition in this life, challenges, trials, and adversity of all types. Every one of them are parties to a battle that has already been fought and won on your behalf. So why fight it again? You have at your disposal, disposal all the honor, power, and glory you will ever need in this life to assail and destroy 
every enemy that dares try to come against you. Nothing can ever separate us from the love of God. Nothing can ever separate us from the love of God. There is no fee or material cost for this priceless gift. God is with you, always with you, always in all ways. God, I thank you for this 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 time of, of coming together, this time of sharing, this feasting on the nourishment of your word that you have provided, Father. I, I pray that this word has found its way into the minds and the hearts of those who are listening or, or watching and, and, and sharing to uplift, to inspire and encourage, to invigorate them to stay the course, to stand strong to stand firm in your word and your promises and know that regardless of what it looks like, they know they have already won and they can rest confidently in that. To be able to break the strongholds of fear that that, that captivates uh, them and, and prevents them from fulfilling their purpose in, 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 in the life that you have given them in that gift so they can break free have and feel peace the situation on the outside may not change but change the situation on the inside and with that that brings about the external change from the overflow of that love that you have given to us that you want us then to continue to sow and and bear good fruit and and share with others and god for those who don't know you who don't have that relationship or who have a broken relationship and are looking to what is one of the words of strength repair it i pray that they take this first step the introduction of of the beginning of the relationship with you or the reintroduction of the very first step and that is to pray this prayer with me and it goes like this god i know i am a sinner and i cannot save myself i confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that your son jesus gave up his life for me by dying on the cross in my place paying the price for my sin and rose again so that i may be saved i ask that you come into my heart and i accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin, and eternal life with you and the Holy Spirit that will give me divine discernment and guidance. This we ask and pray in your precious Son, Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, you took the very first step by accepting Christ into your life. That's the beginning. Now, where do we go from here? I strongly encourage you to immerse yourself, immerse yourself, read, study, learn God's word so that you will be well equipped to manage the challenges that you will face, not may face, will face in this life to build that bond so that you have benefit of that strength to be able to power through whatever may come your way. I only have one ask of you, and that is this. Please share this message with others. How many is up to you? How often is up to you? When? 
That's all on you. All I'm asking you is please take the time to share this message, God's word with people, others, so that his word can get to people who need to hear it to encourage them, to, to help them to be lifted up, to have hope and to, re, to, to get out of despair and fear and those things that bring them down. Will you do that for me? I'm thanking you in advance for doing that. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your love and support. I hope you can join us again next time. Until then, go and live your blessed life on purpose. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's word and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www gwtcm.org that's www.gwtcm.org we appreciate you and your support we look forward to sharing god's message with you again until then be well blessed and live a life on purpose